Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode 32. This episode may contain some adult content and language, so please take care while listening. Welcome back to your show, Fear Boss. This is The Fear Boss Show, a show obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can be just a little bit braver than you were yesterday. And y'all, this episode is so juicy. I'm jumping right in. So let's kick things off with our Fear Boss of the Week, who is Annie, Annie N.H. So Annie said that she is shouting out from the rooftops how much she loves this podcast. Thank you, Annie. And she also writes, every time I hear one of Judy's podcasts, I get so pumped and I'm ready to win my day. I also want to scream, holler, (laughs) and agree with everything she's saying. Well, Annie, I am so glad you're here. Thank you for the beautiful podcast review. And because you left a review on iTunes, you're this week's Fear Boss of the Week. So shoot me a DM on the Instagram and send me your best mailing address, or you can email me at hello at judyholler.com, and we'll get some Fear Boss snail mail out to you right away. We also got to talk about this week's episode sponsor, which is the amazing Soul CBD. You guys, I love Soul CBD and I love CBD for my anxiety. And I find that when I partner CBD with all of my other mental wellness rituals like working out and yoga and good sleep and eating well and water and journaling, all the things, I feel so much more zen. And CBD, Soul CBD specifically, is my go to. I'm legit obsessed with their CBD bath bombs. I mean, they're magic and their gummies are a staple in my house. My husband is always stealing them and they just came out with Rosie, a CBD supplement to help with cramps and bloating and all the girl things. And guess what? Soul CBD is not only sponsoring this episode, but they have given all the fear bosses 10% off anything you want. I'll link up in the show notes, but just use fear boss at checkout to get you some and then light a candle and catch a vibe. Okay, Fear Boss, this episode is so juicy, it's straight fire. Here's a question for you. Do you want to up your Instagram game? And would you like more followers, like real ones, legit ones, not ones you bought? And P.S., don't buy followers, ever. It's gross and it's pointless. And would you like to maybe monetize your Instagram and actually get some business out of it? 
Well, if you said yes to any of that, I got you. And so does my guest today. I've brought on one of my biz besties and entrepreneurs and the OG Instagram queen herself, Miss Angie Lee, to help us boss up on our Instagram. And I'd really say that out of all the platforms, Instagram is my absolute fave. It's visual, it's easy to consume, it's creative, and I love Instagram stories. And I'd also say that it's where I spend most of my time on social media and have been able to build a community using that platform. And it's also not only brought so many cool opportunities and people into my life, I've monetized it into speaking opportunities and product sales. So if you'd like to do more of the same, we break it all down today with Angie. We talk about building a community and getting your posts seen and rocking your bio for impact and hashtags and do they even matter and dealing with haters and so much more. Plus, She's a fellow Enneagram 7, Angie is, and she is just such a spitfire. She's so smart, and she's also a fear boss. She has her first book coming out this winter. It's called Ready is a Lie, and she hosts a conference every year called Pays to be Brave, and it definitely pays to be brave, and it can also pay to rock your gram. This episode will help you do that. Let's go. Angie Lee, (laughs) girl, I'm so glad you're here. My baby grandma is in the fear boss house. I'm so honored and excited to be here. You are awesome, Sauce. You literally are the queen bee of fear, and you have helped me so much get over my own fears lately and just so many times as a friend and as a mentor. So you are just amazing. Girl, I am giving it right back to you. I got to tell you, Fear Boss, I built her up before we went on the air here. So you got to go check out all things Angie Lee. But she is most certainly one of my favorite humans. And you're just out there killing the game. Let's talk about Instagram, Angie. I think this is, well, it's no secret that I'm obsessed. I love Instagram and I think it's such a beautiful place, you know, like any of the social media to really grow a community and to really scale a company and to, you know, monetize your business. And I really think so many of us get caught up in the numbers. We all need to remember that we all start at zero you and I have had this conversation and we all have that first follower, that first post, that first Instagram story. So I think we have to start at the start. What advice do you have for the fear boss? You know, you've got almost a hundred thousand followers. You've been hanging out on the gram for a hot minute. What do you say to the fear boss? Who's just afraid to start putting themselves out there a little bit more vulnerably on the gram? Yeah. Ooh, this is, this is my, this is my jam. I've been working on building that account now for 10 years. So this wasn't an overnight thing. This Mm. was done without any paid ads. This was done without any sexy, any sexy, without any sexy marketing funnel. I love sexity. I know. I was like sexity. Hashtag sexity. (laughs) This was done without any sexity marketing funnel. Okay. There was, there was no ad spend behind it. I mean, guys, this was all organic and I remember when I realized it was such a beautiful platform for marketing, I made a commitment to myself to be in it for the long game. And I've shown up every single day, authentically messy, imperfect, knowing that I was in it for the long game. And now 10 years in, I realized, wow, that was so worth it to show up and to be in it for for the long game versus just trying to make a quick buck Mm -hmm. from it, right? And so I say, there's a few things that come to mind. Number one, remembering that everybody has a day one, even the women or men that you follow that you're obsessed with, that you think just somehow got half a million followers or a million followers overnight, unless one of their videos went viral, which that could still make you $0. So don't be jealous. It wasn't an over, 
right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not an overnight process, nor should it be. So yeah. remembering that it's a long game. You want it to be a long game because you learn as you go and you build that confidence through the action, right? So you build the confidence when you fall on your face. You build that confidence when you realize, wow, those type of videos do well. Those type of videos don't. This is what mm-hmm. converts. This is what doesn't. And I'm obsessed with putting the human back into this app. I don't teach hashtags and tactics and things that come and go. And I'll, I'll mention that in the episode a little bit more in detail. I teach human psychology and I'm obsessed with psychology and that's why I'm good and love marketing. And mm-hmm. so I, I love humans, you know, and I love- I'm obsessed with that. I got to stop you right there because yeah. I just heard somebody was like, oh, is your business B2B or B2C? So guys, that means either business to business or business to customer. I'm like, yo, if we're not all B2C, we're doing something wrong. We sell the humans. We, and anytime you tell the story, anytime you put your face on the gram, anytime you create micro content, you need to be thinking about connecting with the human that is watching because we are B2B. Be, and we should be. So I love that you're thinking about pumping, you're teaching about pumping humanity into the platform. Yeah. I just did a post on this yesterday. Heartbeats over likes. That's oh, my that. new saying. And that's okay. essentially what we're jamming on. I mean, you guys, you have to see it as a human to human platform. You have mm. to put psychology into it. You want to get great at Instagram and marketing? Go read psychology books. Go listen to psychology on Audible. Go listen to- Fear experiment, y'all. That's a fear experiment because most of us aren't doing that uncomfortable work. So go do some research. Maybe DJ out every third or fourth book you're reading, a psychology book, a social psychology book. Angie, that's a great tip. Yeah. I mean, that's really what even when I got into the digital marketing space, I never really studied funnels and what I call the left side of business. And if you're left-brained and you're listening to this, that might be you. But for me, I've always focused on human connection. And that's what built not only a large tribe on there, but a very, very engaged tribe that mm-hmm. are buyers and friends and, and they're true baby grandmas because I answer every single DM. I'm there. I'm listening. I take yeah. note. I give a shit. I voice back. I video back. Yeah. I'm there. I actually know who my people are. I recognize their name, their usernames. I outsource a lot of other parts of my business so I can be the person who's there in the community. So I put community first, not products. And that ended up making me a lot of money. And now that was kind of intentional, kind of not, but I just knew you cannot lose when you put your community first. You cannot lose when you put human first. But what so many people are doing on Instagram is they're obsessing over analytics and hashtags and these things that come and go that are temporary and trendy and cute instead of going back to the basics and the fundamentals of human psychology. How do humans react? What would I say in this DM? What would I say in this post? Who am I speaking to? What's my niche? Ah, Going back to the, the foundations of marketing, you know? So I think that's great. So when we think about starting and someone having the courage to start, it sounds like what you're saying is to start and to show up and to listen because you're going to start to see what's working, what's not working and use the lessons from social psychology to give you a little confidence because really courage comes through consistency and confidence. Like you get braver, the more you do scary shit. So it sounds like what you're saying is like, dude, if someone is sitting here, like I'm afraid to do my first story. I'm afraid to like show up on Instagram. I'm afraid to authentically be myself. We got to start because you'll never learn what your audience wants or you'll never grow a following if you don't show up. And what would you say to this? Do you give the advice of like pick a platform? Because I don't think you can do everything. So maybe Facebook, yo, maybe Facebook's your jam. But for me, I decided early on that I, well, four years ago, I was going to go all in on Instagram, all in on Instagram. So what do you say to that? Yeah. 
Amen. And to echo what you said about showing up, guys, enjoy the process. And this is coming from two sevens. So we're both Enneagram sevens, which makes it so fun. (laughs) But here's our advantage in business. Yes, we can be a little squirrely brained. And yes, we are multi-passionate, which sometimes can bite us in the ass. But my friends, here's an advantage of it that I want to share with you. We enjoy the process, Mm. whether it's messy, fun, awkward, silly, stupid, embarrassing, whatever. So guys, when you show up, you have to laugh at it a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to post this video. Let's see if it works. Let's see. Curious. Be your experiments. Play with it. Yes. Yep. Yep. Be curious, play with it, be open to the long game and say, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the pressure on myself for this to make me $10,000 today because of this one post. I'm going to be in this for the next few years. How can I enjoy it as much as possible Mm -hmm. and know that this is my life and this is part of my life. And for me, being paid to share my life literally as an influencer, I have to enjoy it. If not, what am I doing? This is this yeah. is a waste of time. So I genuinely enjoy the app. I love the app. I think it's so fun. I think it's interactive. I think it's unmatched with, with its capabilities for intimacy and connection. So guys, be on a platform that you love and you enjoy. And like Judy yeah. said, I don't care if it's Facebook. I don't care if it's TikTok. I don't care if it's Twitter. I know people who crush it on Twitter. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> Twitter. For sure. Now, I'm, I'm more visual. I love video, so I don't Ooh. enjoy Twitter. So you're going to show up for what you enjoy in life. Consistency or lack of consistency, I should say, is usually an issue of lack of passion. Yep. Just don't like it. Right? So listen to that and then try something new. If you're having a hard time and you're like, oh, I'm I'm not showing up on Instagram, guess what? Maybe Instagram's not your jam. Maybe you need to go look at a Twitter. Maybe maybe you're going to be the LinkedIn boss, right? Maybe you are just going to rock that platform. Maybe you start making videos on TikTok, whatever that looks like. What Angie's saying is that you've got to, you've got to show up and you've got to have fun doing it. And if you're not, it's going to be even harder to show up, right? Because it is, is a little bit like a job. And so, so here's the thing I want to get into with you, you know, likes and followers and all these metrics are awesome. And they can also be like these dopamine hits, right? These little dopamine hits that manufacture confidence, right? Yet what really matters, like you're saying is, is connection and and community and, and engagement. So besides, uh, you know, showing up, I mean, you guys, Angie has almost a hundred thousand followers. Maybe by the time this airs, you will be. I mean, you're that close. And she is responding to every DM. She is in her DM. She knows her baby grandma. She is listening. And while that may not be perfect, she's showing up. So what are some things besides showing up in that capacity and, and creating consistent content? What are you doing to get a community to a hundred thousand followers? I mean, that is impressive. And you have been at it for 10 years. So that's like 10 K a year, but what are some other things someone can do to really build a community? Yeah. A few things come to mind. Ugh, this is going to be, this is going to be good. So take some notes, my friends, get your notebooks (laughs) out, get your notebook out and get your light a candle, go grab a pause this, go grab a glass of champagne or a glass of coffee, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do. Some soul CBD gummies. You got this. CBD gummies and just get catch a vibe because this is going to be juicy. (laughs) This is going to be juicy. Take some notes and to to emphasize on the the platforms again. It's the intersection. You guys, I'm very visual as a learner, so envision it as this intersection between or this Venn diagram of what you're good at, which platform Mm -hmm. you're actually good at. Right. Let's Mm -hmm. just be honest with yourself. Self awareness is key, my friends. Are you good at it, or are you like? really suck and, you, and you're not even willing to try to get better at it. Right. Number two, what you'll actually stick to, what you're passionate about, which we mentioned. And then number three, where is your community? Where is your tribe? And being honest, if it's women who are 50 and up, 
they're more so on they're, they're more so on Facebook than yeah. Instagram maybe. So maybe it's important for you to also be on Facebook. So studying your demographic and knowing where do they like to hang out? If they're like you, where are you hanging out? So knowing right. where are your people. But when it comes to growth, there's a few things I've done. And number one, before we get into the things that are a little bit more tactical, I have to talk about authenticity because Let's do that it. is your superpower, Judy. It's my superpower. I have a lot of things I suck at with a capital S. <laughs> I'm Same. not good at in business, but I will give myself the credit for, for being authentic. And you know, what grew my account was being brutally myself and being so unapologetically myself that, that people saw that in themselves then. And I think, you know, I was afraid to do that in the beginning because I have this weird dichotomy of teaching business and marketing and also being a comedian and being super weird. And so I was afraid to share that because I thought, who's both? Who's the am sign? Who is that? No, nobody's doing that. I, I have to have a suit on in my stories, right? Like, hello. I mean, if I ever saw you show up in your stories in a suit, I would immediately think it's a sketch about to happen. And if it wasn't, I, I would have to like call you because something would be wrong with you. You would FaceTime me and be like, Angie, are you, are you okay? Like, do you need help? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. But I remember my first YouTube videos, my first Facebook videos, my first Instagram videos. I literally hired a makeup artist and a a fashion consultant to come over because I thought I had to look perfect. Like I got to be Barbara Walters, right? Because I'm a reporter and they have to buy things from me and people only buy things from serious people. And that was my limiting belief that really held me back. And I remember the day that I started to trickle in more authentic, weird content. I started to share some poop jokes. I just started to be myself. My account immediately grew and my engagement grew, which just just showed like it had nothing to do with an app or a hack or a tactic. It had to do with them seeing authenticity and them realizing, wow, I'm going to go tell my friend about this account. And then she's going to go tell her friend about this account. Mm. And when you're that honest and open and authentic, people share your account with people right? They just do good shit spreads, like show up, be a good, genuine person, give awesome, awesome value in your account. And I do believe it will spread. So one, be authentic. If you're faking it on there and you're thinking that you have to look like someone else or sound like someone else, or you're posting the cute quote that every other girl in your industry is posting because it's trendy and it did well on Susan's page. Well, you're in for a rude awakening because people can smell authenticity. They can smell when it's copied and it's just not you. Don't you think Angie, when you're early, like when you're new at this, sometimes you do look around at other people because you're trying to figure out like what to do. And I think that's okay at the beginning. Use it as inspiration. Just try not to like copy what other people are doing because you're right. People can sniff that out. It just, you can feel that it's inauthentic. Yeah. And what's going on right now is everybody and their grandma is posting the same thing in your industry. So it becomes diluted. And if you want to stand out, you one, need to have a niche and have a focus, but two, you have to create something 10% different. It's called the 10% different rule. You don't have to be 100% different than, I love that. than the next person. Just be yeah. 10%. So for me, it's it's like, okay, I'm in this marketing business space. There's a few women who like me, my peers, who are doing it, doing it very well, who I love and admire, but how am I different? How do I give the message out differently? Yeah. So for me, yes, we might be teaching a lot of the same tactics, but I had some poop jokes in. They don't. So either you like that or you don't. That's awesome. It's polarizing. I love that because I want people who love my shit or think it's crazy and are like, I'm out, I'm, I'm out, right? And then you're not my person. And that's totally fine. The internet is filled with billions of humans. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> so I think having that healthy relationship with 
polarization in, on your account, knowing that you need a niche and a focus to your account has helped me so much because I know exactly who I'm speaking to. I do market research a lot because I'm answering my DMs and because I have such strong connective tissue with my community. I know her language. I know her wants. I know her desires. I know her needs. I know her pain points. I know what she listens to. I know what she thinks is funny. Hopefully it's what I think is funny. I'm praying, but maybe not. I don't know. You know, she, she's me. She's, she's me in a lot of ways. And so for me, when I study the customer and my obsession goes to the customer and how I can help her and I make the account about her, that's when my account blew up too, because I didn't make it about me. Oh, here's my cute t-shirt. Oh, here's my cat. Oh, here's my cat's cat's food. Like I, I didn't make it about my cat or my dog or, oh, I'm going on a walk and no one gives a shit, right? I made it about her first. And, and then that earned me the right to go a little bit more broad with my account. And now I can talk about cat's poop and all this random shit. But in the beginning, guys, if you're a newbie listening to this, you're in the first one to three to five years of Instagram, have a niche, have a focus, know exactly who you're speaking to, respond to every single DM like you give a shit. Because if you do, then eventually it becomes thousands of people. But it's almost like, and this is a little tough love, but you know, you guys love Judy, so I know Let's you can take do it. it. We love I know it. you can take it. Let's go. This is so tough love, but you guys, if you cannot respond to 50 people on your account, you almost don't deserve to have 5,000 people yet because you don't know how to handle that and you don't know yet what it's like to be interactive and respond and give the respect to those 50 people. So you earn the right to go broad. You earn the right to have 5,000 to 50,000 to 500,000 people on your account. You earn it by hard work and by responding to people and giving a shit. So one, I created a lot of niche content. Two, like I said, I was super authentic. I was completely myself, which is magnetizing to a lot of people and it should be. So whatever that sounds like or looks like for you, be it. If you're a fitness coach who does something a little different or there's something quirky about you that you're insecure about, but you know what? People are going to end up loving it about you. So be fully you. Next, video. Video is your best friend. The more that people can get to know you, like you, and trust you, the more likely they are to stay there and to buy from you. So show your face, show your voice or you know, show your face, let them hear your voice, your mannerisms, the weird things about you be as unfiltered as possible. People just want to get to know you as a human. They're not expecting you to be a supermodel unless you're literally a paid model who's listening to this. And if so, I feel bad that that's, that you are that you have to go through that life of that much pressure. But, you know, I don't know if there's supermodels listening, but... Oh, there might be a fear boss supermodel in there. There if might be. You know what? Supermodel, hit me up on the Instagram, send me a DM and let me know. And I need photo proof of your supermodel. <laughs> You're a supermodel. <laughs> Tyra Banks is listening, right? God, I love her. But I mean, it's like, unless you're literally a paid full-time model, you guys, no one's expecting you to look like that. No one's expecting you to take these perfect photos against a tree every day. And you paid some guy $5,000 to take it. And it looks like you went to prom and click here, swipe up $5 off. The cheesy shit's phasing out. What's in right now is mirror selfies on your iPhone. It's oh, people real. love mirror selfie. I love yep. a mirror selfie. I have yep. always been ride or die for yep. a mirror selfie. And you know what else you and I have in common is we write ourselves love notes, like legit. And Fear Boss, you've heard me talk about this. I talk about it in one of my workshops. I talk about it on my book. Like I literally OG post-it notes on your mirror. It's my one of my rituals before every keynote. And Angie does it too. And I think Keisha does it as well. And that's a beautiful Instagram post, like an idea. Like be you and find simple ways. And I've also found that the girls and guys, but mostly women that I'm following in the space of like small business, entrepreneurship, motivational content, when you have just a feed full of professionally taken photos, I have a hard time connecting to you. Like who's the, and and sometimes I have people like posting the real photos of their family, but they're still professionally taken photos of them and their family. And you're like, do you ever just like, 
set up a clicker with a tripod like I do, you know what I mean? And just try and get it right. And you can really feel the difference between someone who is totally curated versus the person who's just like, here's my mirror selfie. And I think that makes you more human. Yeah. Being super curated can actually be a disadvantage because in 2020, what's in right now, which thank God it is, is real, is real. real messy, imperfect. If you love makeup, cool. Show you with makeup, but then also show you without it because you're a human. And let's be honest, you probably don't always have it on. So that's what's winning right now. And it's funny because my friend Sam was over the other day and she's incredible. She's a big coach, big business. And all of her photos are professional. They're gorgeous. They're amazing. I'm like super jealous, but I'm like, ah, who has the time? And for the, I don't know. I don't want to meet with this guy every day who's over at my house. Right. And so I said to her, let's do a mirror selfie. Let's test it out right now. Real behind the scenes engagement. Let's do it. And so I love it. Yeah. We did a fear experiment where we had her take it right away at my house in my bathroom. She did the sticky note. She did a quote she liked. She did did a great caption. She texts me six hours later and goes, Angie, that was my highest converting post. And I said, you know why? I said, you know why? It's not that you didn't have makeup on. Well, yeah, she didn't, but there was no prep involved, no makeup, no fancy photographer. It was free because it was on her iPhone. I said, it was the realest post on your feed. So good. And right? that so tells her a story, right? And she would have never done that. She got encouragement from you, but that's what you need to be doing for your boss. You need to be doing things different on your page and experimenting a little bit. Like what works? Tell a story. Does that story post a quote? I mean, just start to play with what that looks like. But again, and, and this should make you feel good. What Angie and I are saying to you is you don't need professional photographers. You don't need to spend a ton of money. You just need to show up like yourself. I mean, Angie, I'll tell you for years, I hid the fact that I loved hip hop music. Like I was so afraid that I was going to be judged and people weren't going to like me and they were going to call me names. And the second I realized that people were already judging me, already didn't like me, already were calling me names. And that no matter what, and we're going to talk about the trolls in a minute, yeah. no matter what I did, people were going to make fun of me. It gave me the permission to be more myself. So I started like experimenting with hip hop fear boss and posting quotes or a photo of ice cube or me in a hip hop shirt or whatever, and started writing it in my micro content and telling these stories. And they became, some of my most popular posts and I started having so much fun. It made me more creative. And guess what? The people who bought for me, the people who hired me to come speak at their companies were like-minded people. So I knew they weren't going to be offended or not like me or not have, you know what I'm saying? Like an open mind. And so if someone's down for 1990s hip hop, we can be friends. And I even opened my keynote with one of those jokes. And so I just set myself free and you can set yourself free too. And I just think that's really beautiful advice. And if you think about scaling, that's a way to grow a following. Yep. Amen. Be yourself. It's, it's unsexy to talk about because there's no course that I can sell you right now for $5,000. The be yourself course, swipe up. Uh, I wish I could. It would make me a zillion dollars because that, that is the million dollar secret, my friends. But be fully you and only you know what that is. And the last tangible quick tip I have is, is shareable content. So I, I, I focus on shares more than likes which means I encourage my audience and I incentivize or the, the post is so captivating and so informational with either a quote that's shareable or infographics that are shareable or the story was really profound and they connected to it and they want to share it onto their page. Mm-hmm. I created organic shareable content, which means Susan reads it and goes, oh my God, I love this. I need to share this with my girlfriend or the girl on my team and my network marketing company. So she shares it onto her story or she tags all her friends in it. And that's how I grew. That is, that is one of the best ways to grow is shareable organic or of course it's organic. You're not paying for it, but shareable content. 
Okay. And one of the other things I, I heard Angie say once, and I taught, I used this quote, I quoted you in, I think last week's podcast, where I was talking about the 10 things you could do to really, like, if I had to start my business over from scratch, 10 things I would do, I got this idea from you. And one of the things I told people was, you know, teach versus sell. And one of the best things I heard Angie ever say was, well, you say a lot of great things, yet from a content perspective, it shifted my perspective, which is learn from me not look at me. Post things that are learned from me pieces of content, not look at how great I am. Oh my God, me on stage with like another standing ovation. How about a picture of me on stage with, hey, do you get nervous too? Here's the three things I do before every keynote to rock my nerves, you know, and crush the stage. And so that is a subtle shift that has really tripled my engagement and my shareability because people can see themselves in that content. Two things, Angie, before I get into a fun rapid fire with you, can we just do a quick like five minutes or three minutes on Instagram bios? Yeah. I know you have an obsession for this. So what is like a tip or two? Because we don't need to hear that you like, I heard you say one time, like we don't care that you like unicorns and you have a baby cat named, you know, Karen or whatever, you know, like we, we love that, but we don't really care. It doesn't tell me. So tell me a little bit about how, if your boss can boss up there on their bio. <laughs> people don't care until you give them a reason to care. And usually they are self-serving at first. Let's be honest, we're humans. We follow people who can help us, teach us, encourage us. That's just human nature. Okay. So let's just get that out there. Again, going back to human psychology, why the hell do people follow you? There's something in it for them. So right. keeping in mind that in your highlights and in your stories is when you show those weird isms and those parts of your life and you start to sprinkle them in as the brand grows. And then people do want to know what dog food do you use for, for your dog? But in the beginning, they're coming to you for health and wellness tips or marketing tips or real estate tips. You're a real estate agent, right? So they're coming to you for a reason to start. So knowing your niche, knowing your focus, I always say your bio should have the three Ps, which is the person you help, the problem you solve and the promise you give. So making sure your bio includes those three Ps, that means that yes, you're going to have to take out some of the fluff, my friend, because Instagram is smart and they've made it really valuable real estate and it's only 2,200 characters or it's about, yeah, gosh, it's about 2,200. It's, it's very limited, the character count, right? So like a post is 2,200. Oh yeah, sorry, post 2,200. Your oh my God, my bio is like, oh man, like a sentence. It's like, well, you can tag like things. hundred something characters, well, yeah. Couple, yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah. It's small. Yeah. So the real estate in the bio is so valuable, but it's also very limited, which I actually think is great because it forces okay. you to be clear and concise yeah. and really get to the point of what do you do and how do you help me? So I help women burn fat after they had a baby. Okay. That includes the person, the problem, and the promise actually all in one sentence. So that's a good example of including those three Ps, take out the fluff, make sure it doesn't sound like a match.com profile. We don't care that you love sunsets that you're an Enneagram two, sometimes a three, and your husband, Ted, is your best friend since fifth grade, but you guys secretly hate each other. No, we don't need to hear about that, okay? Like, not yet. The bio is your new business card, okay? Yeah. Use it okay. wisely. <laughs> so good. That's a great way to look at it. Your bio is essentially like, do I want to follow this girl? Like, she was tagged on something. That's the first thing you do. You go to someone's profile, and you creep their bio, and then you click the link in the bio, and go maybe go to their website, and whatever. But that is, I'm not even going to click the link in the bio if your bio doesn't make me want to click the link in the bio, right? Yeah, yeah and just take out the fluff. Less yeah. is more, my friends. Speak. Okay at a sixth grade level. And this is advice I would give to authors. And I'm sure you do too. Yeah. People are making their books too complicated. Too complicated. So people don't read them or finish them. <laughs> so, so people like my brain. I mean, you're going to lose me. Like we got to get going. We got to get yep. to the point. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
Yep. Speak at a sixth grade level, my friends, and know that if you make it more complicated than it needs to be, you're actually going to lose people. So if you make it, I help women uncover their inner self so they can unleash their best human possible and be a badass mom who finds their inner sparkles. And so they can be a unicorn. I don't know. I actually don't know what you do. Um, unless you're literally <laughs> Brene Brown or Tony Robbins. I don't know what the fuck that means. So like just you're making it too, they're trying too hard, which I get it. You're trying to make it poetic yeah. guys. Clarity over cleverness will win anytime, every time in My marketing. So. <laughs> clarity over cleverness. I couldn't agree more. And that's a big lesson you get when writing a book. That's also a big lesson you get when you build a website. Like don't put weird stuff. Like don't make the person coming to your website. Guess what you speak about. Like, here's what I do. Like help me find your speeches, help me find your books. Like, don't be weird, right? Be you, but like, be clear, especially when it comes to business. So last question for you, we got to talk about the haters. I mean, Angie, you have a platform, a hundred thousand followers. I mean, should I have like almost 20 K and I get it right? Like you get the people that have something to say about you, your work, whatever. And there's always friction when it comes to creativity and commerce, there's just going to be. And if you sit there and do nothing, you will have nothing be nothing, create nothing, whatever. So I don't live in fear and neither does a fear boss, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that it didn't, it hurts and it, it's scary. And you know, you've been through a lot on your platform. So like, how do you deal and how do you stay mentally in okay and in forward momentum when you get, when you get beat up out there? Yeah. I'd be lying to you. If I said it was easy, I would be a sociopath on this microphone right now who doesn't give a shit about humans and has no empathy. And that's not me. I started this business because just like you, I care so much. I actually care too much, right? And part of being a creative is being bold enough to put yourself out there and to know that this is your baby, this is your work. And I love what you said, when creativity and commerce mix, sometimes it's uh, not always, always, always. not always easy. And so what I realized is, one, the name of the game isn't to try to get everyone and their grandma to love me or love my work. That's just not realistic and that's never going to happen. And then also having this really healthy separation between brand and who I am. And they're very meshed because, you know, they are the same because I am authentic and I am who I am online. But knowing that the product of Angie Lee, that digital product is separate from who I am in real life. I know my heart. I know who I am. So if someone doesn't like a video or a post or whatever, it's really not even about me. It's about a product. Mm. And two, you know this, what people are commenting, it's more so about their own issues and their own shit. So send them love, you guys. Send your trolls, whatever you want to call them, so much love because the fact that they're that bored and sad, that they're so obsessed with your life versus versus man, showing up for their own and spreading love and joy and putting passion into their own, that speaks more about them than it does about you. And and, uh, like Brene Brown says, I think it's Brene Brown, right? Who says, if you're not in the arena with me, I don't really care because you don't know what it's like to show up every day and create. Guys, I'm going to be super real right now. If someone says your podcast sucks or your YouTube video sucks or your book sucks, it's not another author, podcaster, or YouTuber. You 99.99999% of the time, it's not another fucking person who's doing it. It's Susan in her basement who's pissed that she doesn't have your life. And that's sad and that's messed up, right? But listen, we're, we're not here to fix everyone or figure that out about why that happens to humans. But know that if if you're called to do this, there's a reason, right? And just know that you're not going to make everyone happy and that's okay. And guys, the most successful and interesting people in the world 
are also sometimes the most hated and criticized. Mm-hmm. People hate The Rock. I, how do you hate The Rock, right? It's like, <laughs> he's, he's the best. It's just, it's just what happens. So it's part of the, the game. It's part of the job. Yeah. And listen, it's your account. It's your house. So if you have certain rules, cool. And that's how I am with it. I'm like, like you asked about block delete. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. it's my house party. It's an awesome, positive house party. If you're not down for that, I'll see you later. Go to another house. Yeah. I wish you the best, you know? And I think you just have to have that mentality when you're serving that many people. I mean, I got Susan, Susan saved the whales the other day because I used paper plates and she's super upset that I'm now killing the environment. Oh, and I'm like, do you, th- well, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, it just, you know, Oh man, so, yeah. channel that energy and to go do something for the environment. Right. Oh God. Yeah. No. I don't know. Like go donate to the whales foundation yeah. or something. <laughs> yelling at me about it. Yeah, I get it. And so I love that, Angie. Thank you for that. And you know, one of my anthems is to certainly hug my haters, to do my best to send love. And that can be really hard, but I have a block and bless policy. So unless it's like a positive conversation and it's going to like really elicit more positive conversation, man, I block and bless. And if someone's got a problem with that, then this is not the platform for you. So the beautiful thing about the world is the power of choice. And every day we have a choice on what we read and what we watch and who we follow and what keeps us healthy. And if it's not for you, we have to move on. And the the second I realized that people were always going to judge me, they were going to make fun of me. They were not going to like me no matter what I did. It gave me more, more power and more permission to just create things that, that fire me up. And that's what you do. That's what you do in this world. And you're such a gift, Angie, your light is contagious. And I'm just so proud to know you girl. I'm so proud. And you know, we could do a whole episode on this. We should do a we part could, two. We should. Fear Boss, talk to me. Do you yes. want Angie Lee and I to come back on and just talk about like self-confidence online and haters yeah. and trolls and yeah. in a positive way, like how we move forward, how we have deal with confrontation, how we, let me know. And if you're into that, just shoot me a DM on the gram. Or of course you can talk to me anytime at hello at judyheller.com. But you're right. I mean, we could jam for like 30, 40 minutes just on that alone. Yeah. I, maybe I'll bring you on to chat about that because you show, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, even guys, I mean, a woman who we don't need to say her name and I mean, you, you did earlier, but whatever. And I, who's great. She's huge in the female personal development space. Just got so much shit about getting a divorce. Right. And so why do we, why do we idolize people? And I'm going to be serious right now, like really turn up your volume right now. You guys, you have to love your life so much that even if you follow people who you love and admire, like you, you could be obsessed with Judy, go be obsessed, but still love your own life and never put her on a pedestal of perfection, right? And that's what we're doing right now with influencers. And it's not right. And reading those comments from that woman, like they're hilarious. I mean, you know, the comedian in me, it's like, are you kidding? Hilarious. Like, I can't believe I bought 18 of your books and read them all 18 million times, but you're the worst person ever. It's like, do you have, leave her alone. Leave her alone. I told you. You don't know her life. You're not her friend, actually. (laughs) Oh my God, it's crazy. It is. We'll do a whole episode of my thoughts on that because I really want to talk about not idolizing anyone. Yeah, you have. I heard that early on. Like, be careful of who your heroes are and having heroes. Like, it's okay to have heroes, but to remember that heroes are human too. And, you know, you think a lot of these people, big people that have fallen and we're all humans and nobody's perfect. And so loving yourself, it's why chapter one of my book was called Love Yourself because none of it works if you don't work. And I just heard the song by Sia and I can't think of what it is right now, but there's a line in it that's, I love Sia, the artist. If you don't know her, I'll link her up in the show notes. But there's this line that she says, you can't love me unless you love you too. 
You can't love me unless you love you too. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Like this idea of like, you know, certainly she's probably speaking like relationships, but like you're not going to really love anything or anybody unless you fully, and you know, jealousy and comparison and all that creeps into your, into your life when you aren't fully confident and in love with yourself. So I think that's a beautiful way to end this podcast. I do want to ask you a couple rapid fire questions. Okay. Do do you have, okay. I got these questions that I think we can learn from you. So do you have like a go-to morning ritual? Like what's your like morning ritual? Yeah. My morning ritual is my mini trampoline to get my, to get my energy up. Yeah. My morning, uh, gosh, let's see my trampoline to get my energy up. I'll do that for my lymphatic system and my energy. I'll go on a walk or workout right away, moving my body as soon as possible, sunlight and movement as soon as possible. And then I have a cold plunge. So I will dive into my good old cold plunge. It is about 30 degrees, my friends. And I, I sit in ice and I get out and I say, woo, let's go. Talk about a fear experiment. I've been trying to have a cold plunge, but I have been trying to do like the last 30 seconds of my shower, freezing cold and girl, it is so hard. I don't know how people do it, but it literally, I guess it's supposed to be super good for you. Tons of health benefits. So I love what a beautiful morning routine. Do you do anything at night before bed? Do you have like an evening routine? Like what's that look like for you? Yeah. So baby grandma is all about nighttime rituals. I turn (laughs) off all technology at about seven or eight. I stop answering DMs. I get off all social email, all that stuff around seven, eight. I'm really big on having that whole 12 hours at least to not be on any technology at all. And then soul CBD gummies or tinctures at night, obviously. And then I'll do some hot cacao to chill out. And then my chili pad, which is really freezing and cold and nice. I just do a lot of cold. It sounds cold. Yeah. I love that. Okay. This is good. I'll link up to some of the things Angie just talked about in the show notes. Do you have like, okay, so music is one of the things that gets me in like the right vibe if I'm nervous or whatever. Do you have like a hype song that you're super into right now? I, my forever hype song is September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Shut up. This is the last thing I thought you were going to say too. That is amazing. I'll play it. I'll roll it in at the end of the show. It's the best song ever. (laughs) Oh, so good. That's a good one. What about books? Like what's your like, all-time favorite personal besides fierce my homeboy. I'm gonna say your all-time favorite personal development book. Like what book shook you? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, besides your book and Ready is a lie that's gonna come out. Oh yeah, your book and I will I I we will be linking up to you in the show notes. But Angie, your book comes out this fall, right? Ready is a lie. Well winter. Yeah. So I'm excited. That's been a ready. We'll be ready. That's a whole process. Um Gosh, you know what? I loved, I'm just thinking this last year, God, there's so many, I mean, all the Tony Robbins books. I love the four agreements, but I loved Todd Herman. He's a good friend. I loved his book, The Alter Ego. I thought it was one of the most phenomenal books last year I've ever read that was so good. Just so good. I haven't good. read it yet. Okay. And wow. I love Todd. He's great. Yeah. Oh my God. You got to interview Todd and bring, okay. I mean, Alter Ego is the, one of the greatest things you can do. I could go on forever. It's great. <laughs> okay. I'm writing Todd Herman down. We'll get him on the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm dying to know, what did you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be a marine biologist or a comedian. Ah, well, (laughs) okay. So you got one of them. You got one of them with your stand-up background. Uh, But I guess you just, you live in California. So you, maybe you just go swim with the dolphins to like- You know, 
I'm afraid of deep water, so I don't okay. know if I could be a marine biologist anymore. And you have to actually go to a lot of science classes. So like, science. I'm not into that. No, definitely not science. Good. Well, stick, go the comedian route. Go the comedian route. You're already on your way. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, something you bought recently under a hundred bucks that has been a game changer? Ah, this is so good. Under a hundred bucks. Under a hundred bucks. You know, some of the fear boss could go by, but like, you're like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. I, again, I'm bringing up cold again. Why is everything I talk about yeah, cold? But it's on big- Amazon, I get the little gua sha things for oh, your face in the morning. A gua sha is like a, like a frozen face roller that Ooh. you roll your face with in the morning to wake you up and to get inflammation out of your face. It's like, 10, 20 bucks on Amazon and they're like the best invention okay. ever. I'll link up. It's like a roller and they're made out of like jade marble or whatever. Yes. And yes. you put this in the freezer. I didn't think to do that mm-hmm. with mine. Yep. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Every morning. Link, up in, link up in the show notes. Okay, a couple more. What is an app besides Instagram that you couldn't live without? Like what's a cool app you're using that you love? Canva. Oh, I Canva. love Canva. And it's Bear. It's called B-E-A-R, Bear. That's what I write in. That's what I write all my posts in. Ooh, that's a good one. Bear. B-A-E-R. Okay, cool. And then just the last one before I ask you the final question, do you have like a favorite guilty pleasure? Like something that you love to do that no one knows that you love to do? My baby grandmas know all my weird baby grandmas. Like our fear bosses don't. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you know, I love some good old, I love Netflix binging. Like I actually used to be against that, but now I'm like, I love Fuller House. Oh, for I, my God, that's hysterical. I'll binge on Fuller House. Candace Burr is like life goals. I mean, yeah, that's my guilty pleasure is Fuller Perfect. House. Perfect answer. And last but not least, Angie Lee, when I offer up the term fear boss to you, what does it mean to be a fear boss to you? I think being a fear boss is, to me, it's being unapologetic in, in your pursuit to be just fully yourself. You know, I think the bravest thing we can do is, is be fully us. And once we are, then everything else grows our business, our friendships. I mean, everything just gets better when you're fully you. And that's to me, the bravest thing we can do. Right. And I'm realizing that now with everything we talked about with social media, with feedback, just owning a personal brand, owning businesses. I mean, the more unapologetically me I can be, even though it's terrifying, the better it all gets. Yes. Amen. I think that is a mic drop moment. You are such a gift. I'm so proud to know you, girl. I'm so glad. And you know, Angie Lee and I met on Instagram, yeah. which is so fun. And it's turned into this. We, I was supposed to be speaking at your huge 3,000 women event in a few weeks that got canceled. So pays to be brave 2021. We hope Things are live and in person at that point. But, you know, Angie, where can Fear Bosses find you? Obviously, your website, Instagram, at Angie Lee. Tell us all the things. Yeah, you guys can say hi on Instagram, at Angie Lee Show. You can listen to the Angie Lee Show on iTunes, which you're probably on right now, and then AngieLee.com, and then Baby Grandma merch is babygrandma.com. I love it, Angie. Thank you so much for all the vibes, and you're the shit, girl. You're amazing. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. Okay, Fear Boss, I hope you loved this episode as much as I loved making it for you. If you dug this episode, don't forget to throw your love my way in the reviews and make sure you screenshot this episode and let me know that you're listening. Also, talk to me, share your show ideas, questions, and inspiration with me. You can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com or send a DM or a message to me on any of the social. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. 
As always, thank you for listening. And in the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss Five, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.